The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Save our wildlife. Save the environment. Save our world. It all starts with a little knowledge. Welcome to Our Wild World with L.A. Weiss. There is so much that's being done and can be done with help from specialists and marginalized community groups to you. We'll discuss the future of Africa, the wildlife, and the people, and show you how it affects the entire planet. Now, here is Ellie Weiss from the Wild Eyes Foundation. Good morning and uh, April Fool's Day. And that's today's subject. Are we really so foolish? I don't think we are. So wouldn't it have been great if today's headlines were, hey, it's okay. We can all come out now. The extinction and global, global crisis is over. And we've won. We don't have to worry about losing our polar bears, our elephants and rhinos because humanity came to its senses the other day. And we all pulled together and turned our wild world around. Each one of us one night said to the other, well, Here's what I did today, and I'm going to do it every day from now on, and it caught on. But unfortunately, that's not the headline we have today, is it? And I think that's part of why we're all so overwhelmed, stressed out, and wondering, what can we do? How can I possibly make a difference, me, one person? What can I possibly do that will affect What's going on today, the immensity of the challenges, the enormous uh, tipping points that we're reaching, we can no longer hide our heads in the sands. But what I want to do today is um, provide some hope, and I'm going to draw from an excellent book called Hope Beneath Our Feet, which is also a bit depressing because it really hammers home The idea, not even an idea anymore, the awareness, the truth, the fact that we are at a place in our history that we have never been to before, not only as a species of humanity, but as our world. We are in a changing time that is going to affect every living thing. So what can we do? It gets overwhelming, and I think a lot of people just don't know where to start. So partly that's what this show, Our Wild World, is about, is to hopefully engage some interest, um, some inspiration, uh, get people asking questions, and get people um, joining in and connecting and finding ways that you can simply, every day, make a difference. So let's start a little bit of how did April Fool's Day begin? Uh, I became curious when I realized I was doing a show on April Fool's Day and how could I tie that in with a meaningful discussion on our wild world? Ancient cultures, including those of the Romans and the Hindus, celebrated New Year's Day on or around April 1st. It closely follows the vernal equinox, which is March 20th or March 21st, otherwise known as the first day of spring. In medieval times, much of Europe, excuse me, much of Europe celebrated March 25th, the Feast of Annunciation, as the beginning of the new year. But in 18, excuse me, in 1582, Pope Gregory VIII ordered a new calendar, the Gregorian calendar, to replace the old Julian calendar. The new calendar called for the New Year's Day to be celebrated on January 1st. That year, France adopted the reformed calendar and shifted New Year's Day to January 1st. According to a popular explanation, many people either refused to accept the new date or did not learn about it and continued to celebrate New Year's Day on April 1st. Other people began to make fun of these traditionalists, sending them on fool's errands or trying to trick them into believing something false. 
Eventually, the practice spread throughout Europe. According to Mark Abrams, creator of the Nobel Prizes, traditional April Fool's Day takes uh, fake news is being out-absurded by actual discoveries happening today. This sounds like a message for our times, doesn't it? We are hearing every day of the crisis around us, environmental collapse, resource wars, species loss, new technologies, new species that are almost too much to believe. What is happening today is almost too absurd to be comprehended and to wrap our minds around. So it's sort of like every day feels like April Fool's Day, but it seems the joke is on us. Uh, but we're not fools, are we? We've perhaps buried our heads in the sand in the wake of overwhelming facts that our world has changed and it's continuing to change in ways we could not have imagined. And the majority of this change has happened over the past 100 to 50 years. That's us, folks, our human impact on the natural systems. In our hopes and the desires to make things better and better for us, we have actually changed core systems that make our very lives possible. And this is no joke. This is real, so we all need to wake up and get with the program of adjusting to it. So you wonder how. Why should I be listening? What can I do? Well, I've been reading an excellent book, and I strongly urge everybody to pick it up, and that is Hope Beneath Our Feet. It's an anthology of stories, nonfiction, but stories from around the world by people who are doing their best to make this challenge of our times faceable by all of us, not only hammering home the mess we're in, but ways, subtle and in-your-face ways, that each of us can face this changing world one step at a time, from a wide variety of avenues, but mostly they do seem to focus on gathering people together to connect, connect with their bodies, connect with their minds, their center, their core, and thus reconnect with the earth, which is really our mother. Without her, we wouldn't exist at all. We also need to reconnect with each other, with our technologies and uh, isolation from our natural world, our cities, our urban areas, our steel and our glass. It is disconnecting us from our mother, and that mother is Earth. We need to reconnect not only with Earth, but with each other. We need to depend upon each other rather than isolate and fear each other. Over the last several years, we started a... Um, Society and a cultural shift towards fear and terror, which makes us sort of curl up into a ball and bury ourselves and think only about ourselves and what we need to keep ourselves alive. Well, folks, we have to change that. We have to start thinking from a way of peace and a way of love. Hate doesn't solve problems. Uh, vitriol doesn't solve problems. What does solve problems is communication, congregation, cooperation, and collaboration. And that's what we need as our strategy and our plan today to get through what's going to be happening uh, in our very near future, what's happening today. Uh, our very near future will be very different, hard to wrap our minds around, unimaginable if we don't get our act together and start doing things today. Excuse me. So, today, beyond re recommending that you read this book, Hope Beneath Our Feet, I'm going to pull out some of the messages in this book in the hopes that we will no longer be fooled by our denial of the mess we have created, the mess we are in, and ways to go about dealing with it in our daily lives, from the physical, emotional, and real-world solutions each of us can adopt in a variety of ways. This is not an impossible task before us. In fact, it requires our attention more than anything other thing going on today. Nothing else matters. Actually, that's the title of one of the stories in Hope Beneath Our Feet. Nothing else matters right now but how we address how we are going to function as an individual, a community, a nation, and a global species and community to start making this world a better place for all, not just some of us, but all of us, and all the other living things that make this planet a functioning, interconnected web of life called Earth. Sometimes bumping into a single piece of information is the catalyst that wakes us up to the plight of our world. Events that many of us imagined would not threaten us until our children grew up, until future generations, but are occurring now as we sit down to dinner. 
if what is happening is so utterly different than anything else that has happened in our lives, how do we live in the face of such losses? Wakeful dreams, nightmares, and pounding hearts will not cure this malady. What will cure it is going out, alone, into nature, finding a space that fulfills you, whether it be your local park or a mountain peak or a beach by the lake or the ocean. Go there, lie down, open your heart, close your mouth, and just listen. It's important to go alone so that you are communing with yourself and the vibration of this planet Earth. We've stopped listening. We are uh, turning our ears to multitasking between TV, the iPod, the iPad, the work, the telephone, the cell phone, our bosses, our neighbor in the cubicle next to us, or we're alone and isolated and uh, filling our lives with stuff and consuming. So it's important to every now and then go alone or with a loved one, but be still and be silent and listen to the what the earth is telling us. Many of the shows I've been discussing in the past uh, on our wild world are, <coughs> excuse me, a variety of ways to get in touch. Get in touch with yourself, your center, your core, and that will bring you a tie, a ribbon, an umbilical to earth. Perhaps this poem by Wendell Berry may help you understand a little better what I'm saying. And I quote, When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound and fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I do and lie down where the wood drakes rests, in his beauty on the water, and the heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things, who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above the day blind stars waiting for their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. Trust me on this. When your body is surrounded by so much life, our inner selves are calmed. This is what I hope to have you understand about our wild world. For it is going to be our hope, and it's right beneath our feet, whether you're an urbanite or a homestead gardener. The earth will save us as long as we remember she is our mother and our soul, and we provide for her. Earth is the epitome of balance. Human nature and what we have become over the past hundred years is the epitome of a species out of balance and out of touch with nature. What we also need to understand is that individually we are not big enough to hold or answer these questions alone. We need the help of others. And that help is there to be found if we step outside our daily worries of work, children, and TV and look for it amongst our neighbors, our churches, our walks by the stream or in the woods. All we need to do is open our mouths and speak to another and connect and watch that connection grow. Like a seed given water and light, our humanity will again claim its connection to the world that made us. Then what you'll find is the more you ask, the more you'll find out that you are not alone in asking. You will increasingly hear others talking of the same ideas, the same fears, the same woes, and the same joys. And in this community of talking and reaching out, we will come up with solutions that will help us get us through the day without blindness to the issues, but with a sense of connection and hope to the little everyday steps we can take. No one person is going to solve the problems we face today. Technology isn't going to be our savior. There is no authority figure that's going to come out and slap our hand and say, now stop this, children. It is us. People who will find a way through as we take into consideration the part of the puzzle we've been leaving out, a consideration of Earth and learn from nature's lessons. For after all, she has managed to survive millennia and give birth to us. A common response from asking others, you'll hear, with a flutter of hands, meaning all this is just too much, too big to handle, with so much stress in our everyday lives, how can we think about that? And thus change the subject to more mundane daily stresses and the tedium of lives we have created for ourselves. Taxes, cars, workloads, school, TV, shifting the problem to a scale that is imaginable, a sort of rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. 
The desire for practical solutions is strong. Things we can do that are within our scale of imagination. Some people want to know what they can literally do. Others are longing for a spiritual perspective. What it does boil down to is we need thoughtful people to provide reflection, inspiration, and grassroots approaches. A simple way to connect and find this is to reach out to indigenous leaders, therapists, body work, exercise, exercise your body, your mind, your soul, your local victory or community garden. Take some time to reach the, to research the web for sustainability groups or organizations near you, or take some time to go visit how someone else, somewhere else is dealing with it. A major antidote for despair is participation. Get involved, participate, and share your thoughts and ideas with others. If there isn't a group near you, then start one. You'll be surprised at how many people around you are looking for the same connections. It comes down to we each have a choice. We either find effective ways to contribute to making changes now, or we will have to sacrifice with unbearable losses later. So right now, on that sort of sad little note, but... We're going to take a break, but do come back because it does get to be a rosier picture as long as we all participate. So we'll see you after the break. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Wildlife. No wild, no life. Big, scary, beautiful. Predators are in danger. Without them, our rivers dry up. Our forests don't grow. Our communities go hungry. Our biodiversity crumbles. Wildlife drives our planet's ecosystems. The wild effect. It's in our hands. Ellie founded Wild Eyes Foundation because she loves Africa and to remind us that there are more harmonious and less destructive ways to live on our planet. She does this so we may be able to look inside ourselves and understand the deeper partnerships that connect us all and to take responsibility for our lives and our earth. Africa is one of our last remaining wild places and the origins of humanity. It is irreplaceable. Africa is at a crossroads, on the brink of possibilities. We can choose to let its wildlife be lost forever, or we can help save it. In Africa, it is still possible to make a difference. Visit us at www.wildeyes.org to learn how you can make a difference. We only have one Earth. If we don't care, who will? W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to Ellie Weiss and Our Wild World. We want to hear from you. Call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send us an email, please send it to wildeyes at wildeyes.org. That's W-I-L-D-I-Z-E at W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Now, back to our wild world. Well, welcome back to our wild world. I left you on a little bit of a despairing note there before the break, but hopefully that was to give you a little chance to really engage and tune in. So it's April Fool's Day, but I don't think we're that foolish. There's a history of practical jokes played on this day, and I gave a little 
background of why, and it seems to be a message uh, and a guideline for us to move forward. Uh, we can find the tools, the practical and the spiritual, that we need and work together to make these changes now, to make ourselves unfoolish, to re-engage, reconnect, and reunite with each other and with our world, not only in your family, uh, in your neighborhood, on your street, in your community, but state to state and nation to nation across the globe. But this reconnection does require some effort and a willingness to get up and get out and join in. If enough of us lean together in the right direction, and this is happening, uh, we can shift our trajectory, sorry about that, and in that sense, we do have the ability to change the course of events. We have the, to make this effort and find the passion and drive to stand up for the world because the alternative is simply unthinkable. If we do this and we get our act together and we stand up and we say we did it and we make a choice and we stick to it and we do it every day, we will discover that our solutions are as multifaceted and as varied as our problems, giving room for each of us to participate through our own style, whether it's through science advocating for an idea, or growing your own food. Most likely, each of us will find a part that simply includes lowering our consumption of resources. Finding ways to grow our own, reduce our wants to our needs, and we'll surprisingly find how little that is. Food, shelter, security. We do not need to save the world by living in caves. Earth is provided and can provide plenty of resources for us all, but a growing population based on the consumer model is no longer working and will not work for the future. We were not always this way. This model of consumption happened over the last 50 years. We've gotten lazy. We've gotten disconnected from the source, and by that I mean Earth, by distancing ourselves from the processes that keep us alive. Uh, rather than growing our own food and killing our own meat, we've moved these processes to be industrialized and taken care of by the corporate personhood whose bottom line is the uh, dollar, the profit line. It is not about our health. Industrialized food processing, concentrated food lots filled with cattle, fewer growers swallowed up into corporate farms, increased disease outbreaks as a result. We need to take back our food processing and remember where it comes from and indeed do the work on a community level. Once we are reconnected with our food source, we are reconnected with our earth which provides for us. Who wants to eat food that is overprocessed, unhealthy, and has little nutrients from growing in overused monoculture planted soils? Who wants to eat cows that have grown up never seeing a blade of grass, that are jammed into containers, and not even uh, dealt with humanely as they are led to slaughter for that McDonald's hamburger? Okay, granted, some things are changing. We are finding more humane ways to deal with our food in these large quantities, but that doesn't solve the problem. It still disassociates us from that shrink-wrapped piece of meat in the store. If you can't kill it, then what are you going to eat it? If you're going to eat it, you should be able to kill it. If you can't kill it, then you should be able to grow it. So this is what we've lost, this connection to our food. And replacing this connection, whether it be through permaculture, somatics and body work, and uh, your own local victory garden or a garden in your house or house plants, then we will reconnect to what we need. We will provide nutrients for our souls, exercise for our body, and goodwill for our minds. And in result, what we'll be eating is better for us, cleaner for us, natural, organic, and will save the planet and save the other species around us because we'll each be growing for ourselves or for our community rather than disassociate and put that process onto somebody else's responsibility, which is hidden behind walls and doesn't want to be seen. Check out some of the documentaries such as Food, Inc. or Food Matters or Eating 
forks over knives. This, this will tell you these uh, are, are films that are coming into mainstream media. They are not fringe anymore. Most of what I'm talking about, a lot of people think, oh, it's hippie times. It's fringe. It doesn't really accomplish anything. But these movements are growing and they are connecting. You just need to find one near you. Step out, do a little research and reconnect. Excuse me. So we. We need to find healthier systems to live by. So um, there's a lot of good books out there, such as uh, Michael Pollan's books, The Omnivore's Dilemma, or In Defense of Food, and Eater's Manifesto. And learn about gardening, permaculture, somatics, the understanding of the body connectedness to that which surrounds us. The health of the body is a reflection of the health of our earth. In ways you cannot even imagine, what you do matters and makes a difference for us all. We are going to have to figure out what it means to be a human being on Earth at a time when every living system is declining and the rate of decline is accelerating. It's rather mind-boggling, isn't it? This planet came with a set of instructions, but it seems we've misplaced them. Those important rules like don't poison the water, soil, or air. Don't let the Earth get overcrowded. As Buckminster Fuller said, Spaceship Earth was so ingeniously designed that no one knows we are on one, flying through the universe at a million miles per hour, with no need for seatbelts, lots of room and coach, and really good food. But that is all changing. The handwriting on the wall for all of us is being decoded, and it says, you are brilliant, and the Earth is hiring. We need you now. So there's hope. There's ways to get involved. What you do matters. So take your hands up, heads out of the sand and get involved. Spend some time researching on the web. All the things that uh, positive things that are happening across the globe, the movements that are growing about growing our own food and getting together and getting connected. Here's the deal. Forget that this task of planet saving is not possible in the time required. Don't be put off by people who think they know what is impossible. Do what you need to do, what needs to be done, and when you're done, then you can check to see whether it was impossible or not. If you look at the science of what is happening on Earth and are not pessimistic, then you don't understand the data. But when you meet people who are working to restore this Earth, and if that doesn't make you optimistic, then you haven't got a pulse. What we are needing instead of control is connection. Rather than dominance, dispersal of power. Work behind the scenes of your everyday life and get the job done. As I said, and as the book uh, story says, nothing else matters. There is so much that can be done, and inspiration resides in humanity's willingness to restore, redress, reform, rebuild, and recover. Reimagine and reconsider. One day you knew what had to be done and you began and you just did it, placing social and environmental justice at the top of your strategic plan, the bridge between public health and biodiversity, the bridge between you and your family, your teenager, your baby, your neighbor, your community, and that neighbor across the world. Granted, the scope and scale of this effort is unparalleled and unprecedented. The living world is not out there somewhere. It is here. It's in our hearts, in each of us. And we are each responsible for seeing to our part. Life creates conditions that are conducive to life. Bring out the creator in you, in your neighborhood, your family, your community, your world. As it is right now, we have an economy that teaches us it is cheaper to destroy the earth and renew it. You can print money to bail out a bank, but you can't print life to bail out a planet. With this worldview, we are stealing the future and selling it in the present and calling it gross domestic product. We can just as easily have an economy that is based on healing and the future of creating assets that we will hold in store for it. One is called restoration, the other exploitation. Which world do you want to be living in? Our human community is, a critical, is at a critical juncture in our evolution.
We were meant to be more than this, surely. Our own future and that of our planet will be determined by the conscious choices that we human beings make, not by the whim of a higher power or according to some predestined plan. Our future is literally within our own hands. Some research says that at this point in evolution, the process of natural selection has been superseded by human choice. That's a scary thought, that the decisions we are making, whether we are aware of it or not, have become the primary force directing our planet's future. In pre-modern times, gods were revered as supreme beings who had the power to create and destroy life. Who has that power now? Are we so foolish to think that we are the new gods? In whatever good book you believe, I do not think it's written, take this earth and destroy it while you can. We are the leading edge of a 14 billion year cosmic process. And the energy that initiated that process is now dependent upon us. Our responsibility for being here now and creating the future is much bigger than we ever could have imagined. Most of us are not conscious of the evolutionary context in which our own choices and actions are occurring. As long as we continue to develop this disease of narcissism, materialism, and self-concern, we will never be in a position to appreciate the power of choice and what that means. When we do awaken to the possibility, to the enormity of this process, and recognize the extraordinary significance of our freedom to choose, our enlightenment will have begun. We want to believe it's possible to come back from our saddest mistakes and have another chance. Do not have to face the horrific truth that we are marching ourselves into the maw of our own extinction. (laughs) Excuse me. And that so many other lives and that of so many other lives that live with us. The cure to this involves reaching down into ourselves and pulling out a new kind of person. Of course, how do you do that? It's almost impossible to become a sort of purist. But really, this is now or never kind of project. And each of us can find a way of something in our everyday and do it stick to it, and make those small steps that joined with all the other small steps others are making will turn this around. Our troubles are systematic, and somebody has to choose to go first. It's going to require a groundswell of people like us to move the large, unwieldy system that we have created around us. It is the worst of bad manners to ridicule the small gesture, and it's going to take a lot of small gestures by each of us to add up to effective changes that will be felt like ripples from the dropping of a stone into a pond. It's either that or living with losing, folks, like being trapped in an upscale extermination camp. Now is the time of all times in our history to be directed by our conscience. Now you can do and say what you believe is right. The cause is not lost. It just needs more voices. And this is strangely liberating. Enjoy what you do for a living. Find joy and smiles in your daily life. Learn to let go of some of the stresses, for they cause the the disintegration of soul. Now is the time for renewal, rebuilding, a challenge we are up to, for we can let go of the system that is not working for us anymore. Encourage your family and friends in the, in the use of the common good and common sense. We need to kick back and enjoy this world we are working so hard to save, rather than continue to despoil it and our well-being along with it. Are we so foolish that we cannot see a way to turn these things around? We grew up in the woods. We learned to walk, feed, and heal ourselves from nature. She has given us the tools. We've simply forgotten how to use them. We are, each of us, the change we want to see and be the beings we hope to evolve into being. We need to relearn to walk in beauty, to touch the earth, our sustainer. Take that feeling you have when you walk in the woods or your family's road trip through the national parks and put it into your everyday way of living. It's not out there. It's in here, our hearts, minds, and souls and lives. Yes, we have to spend part of our day making a living, but take another part of your day to enjoy the beauty of the world and doing things for the people you love and care for, and then just do something wonderful for the fun and joy of it that reverberates through the world and the earth like those ripples in a pond and reaches far beyond far beyond what you can imagine. 
This action, these actions will counterbalance the doomsday negatives and it helps to ward off the waves of despair. The cure for despair is involvement and connection. If we can survive the millions of years of gestation to who we are today and rise up from this infancy of being human, infants that consume everything in sight with little regard for the consequences, what imaginary contest are we preening ourselves for? There is no authority figure who's going to get us out of this one. It is up to us to reach a wonderful adulthood that awaits us with discoveries and capacities beyond our wildest dreams. We cannot afford to carry on with our suicidal tendencies and we cannot afford to fail. We can afford and we can all participate in the joy of becoming who we were meant to be, a humanity and a species that cares for the world, that cares for itself and cares for its future. The Internet, the news, the TV, there is a groundswell of movements that are holding this intent, this movement of growing up and taking responsibility. It is up to each of us to find that connection, to heal ourselves, and by that we will heal our earth. We can foster cross-cultural avenues of discovery, lose the distrust, terror, and fear. Acting out of fear is acting from a place of dysfunction. We are not dysfunctional, perhaps a little crazy at times, but who wouldn't be with all there is to deal with? But look at all that we have been able to create. We are in need of creators, thinkers, doers, and people who love to engage with others to rebuild our heritage and our earth. So uh, give us a little break and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Wildlife. No wild, no life. Big, scary, beautiful. Predators are in danger. Without them, our rivers dry up. Our forests don't grow. Our communities go hungry. Our biodiversity crumbles. Wildlife drives our planet's ecosystems. The wild effect. It's in our hands. Ellie founded Wild Eyes Foundation because she loves Africa and to remind us that there are more harmonious and less destructive ways to live on our planet. She does this so we may be able to look inside ourselves and understand the deeper partnerships that connect us all and to take responsibility for our lives and our Earth. Africa is one of our last remaining wild places and the origins of humanity. It is irreplaceable. Africa is at a crossroads, on the brink of possibilities. We can choose to let its wildlife be lost forever, or we can help save it. In Africa, it is still possible to make a difference. Visit us at www.wildeyes.org to learn how you can make a difference. We only have one Earth. If we don't care, who will? W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Ellie Weiss and Our Wild World. We want to hear from you. Call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send us an email, please send it to wildeyes at wildeyes.org. That's W-I-L-D-I-Z-E at W-I-L-D-I-Z-E dot O-R-G. Now, back to our wild world. So we're talking about how we can create a future in times of overwhelming uh, distress, despair, depression, and tipping points all over the world. It's time for us all to gather together and recreate what we want to be and recreate our future. We created the past, we created the problems that exist, and we created the, uh, the present that we're now living in. So we can create a different present, a different future, and a difference for all of us. We can either create assets for the future or take the assets of the future. As we'd said, one is called restoration and the other exploitation. 
And whenever we exploit the earth, we exploit people and cause untold suffering. Working for the earth is not a way to get rich. It is a way to be rich. The first living cell came into being nearly four billion years ago, and its direct descendants are in all of our bloodstreams. Literally, you are breathing molecules this very second that were inhaled by Moses, Mother Teresa, and Bono. We are vastly interconnected. Our fates are inseparable. We are here because the dream of every cell is to become two cells, and dreams do come true. In each of you are one quadrillion cells, 90% of which are not human cells. Your body is a community, and without those other microorganisms, you would perish within hours. Each human cell has 400 billion molecules connecting millions of processes between trillions of atoms. The total cellular activity in one human body is staggering. One septillion actions at any one moment, a one with 24 zeros after it. Put that one in your mind. In a millisecond, our body has undergone 10 times more processes than there are stars in the universe, which is exactly what Charles Darwin foretold when he said science would discover that each living creature is a little universe, form of the host of self-propagating organisms, inconceivably minute and as numerous as the stars of heaven. So I have a question for you all. First, can you feel your body? Stop for a moment. Feel your body. One septillion activities going on simultaneously. And your body does this so well, you are free to ignore it. And wonder instead when this little talk will end. You can feel it. It is called life. This is who you are. Another question. Who is in charge of your body? Who is managing those molecules? Hopefully not a political party. Life is creating the conditions that are conducive to life inside you, just as in all of nature. Our innate nature is to create the conditions that are conducive to life. So what I ask you to imagine is that, collectively, humanity is advancing a deep innate wisdom in coming together to heal the wounds and insults of the past. We can all do this. Ralph Waldo Emerson once asked what we would do if the stars only came out once every thousand years. No one would sleep that night, of course. The world would create new religions overnight. We would be ecstatic, delirious, made rapturous by the glory of God. Instead, the stars come out every night, and we watch television. So this extraordinary time when we are globally aware of each other and the multiple dangers that threaten civilization has never happened, not in a thousand years, not in ten thousand years. Each of us is as complex and beautiful as all the stars in the universe. We have done great things and we have gone way off course in terms of honoring creation. You are graduating, we are graduating, to the most amazing, stupefying challenge ever bequeathed to any generation. The generations before us have failed. They didn't stay up all night. They got distracted and lost sight of the fact that life is a miracle every moment of our existence. Nature beckons us to be on her side. You couldn't ask for a better boss or leader. The most unrealistic person in the world is the cynic, not the dreamer. Hope only makes a sense when it doesn't make sense to be hopeful. This is your century. Take it and run with it as if your life depends upon it. Because it does. This is not a joke and this we are not fools. We have time to make changes. We have all the time in the world as long as we start now. And we can start in so many things. Grow a garden. Talk to your neighbor. Share a smile. When you walk down the street, instead of with your uh, headphones and earbuds plugged into your, into your ears, look up. Face your neighbors. Face the people that are walking down the street and smile and say hello. It starts to ripple. We've all seen that commercial where somebody pays it forward. And the book, the concept that rather than paying something back, something or something good happens to you in your day. Pass that goodness on and do it for someone else or something else. Uh, take it out of the realm of that you owe somebody or that you are owed or that this is your obligation or that this is um, uh, what you deserve. We all deserve to have life 
and beauty in our days. So what's keeping us from doing that? We are. We are uh, choosing, making choices that are diminishing our very soul, diminishing our daily lives, and diminishing our planet. So it's time to turn that around in our heads. Stop thinking of the fear, stop thinking of the terror, and start thinking of joy and renewal. This is April Fool's Day. It's spring. It's a time of renewal. It's a time to uh, have fun and rejoice. Uh, in terms of the old calendar, this is when the new year began. So it was in 1586 that we decided to start that calendar on January 1st. But go ahead, be a little silly. Today, say today to all your friends, Happy New Year and begin a new year. Begin a regeneration of your soul, of your body, of our world. Take an exercise class. Feel your body. Do a twist. Do a move. Dance to some music. Reconnect with yourself and that 18 inches between your brain and your heart. If you focus on those 18 inches, you will find a renewal that is a, that will astound even you and find a reconnection to everything that is and around us, above us, and below us. That hope beneath our feet, which is our earth. She gave birth to us, she will renew us, and she will take care of us. But it is up to us to do that. She cannot do it by herself. She cannot uh, be overwhelmed by how many of us there are. Uh, there are so many of us that if we join together, think of the unimaginable changes that we could create. It's time for creators, doers, thinkers. Share your, your thoughts. Share your creativity. Reconnect. Take some time away from the TV, step up, step out, and go for a walk. Reconnect with our wild world, and that's what it's about. The show is not just about wildlife. It's not just about Africa. It's about reconnecting, and my hope and my goal is that we will reconnect with each other. Um, as the show has begun, we've gained listeners in 62 countries around the world. So when I talk to you every morning at uh, 8 o'clock Pacific time, 9 o'clock my time, I don't feel alone. I don't feel like I'm sitting here in a room talking into a headset by myself. I feel you're out there, and I'm hoping to connect and reconnect with you. I love hearing from you. I love getting the emails and the questions that uh, my listeners send in. I love getting the discussion groups going. You can find us uh, more about Wild Eyes on our blog and uh, through our website at wildeyes.org. Join in on our Facebook page. Join in on Twitter. Join in through our blogs and news. Check the news. Uh, send me news that you think is interesting. We have one dedicated listener who sends me every morning the daily ray of hope. And I can't tell you how much that means to me that someone is out there and that we've connected. And these messages are inspiring inspirational and joyous and it's a good reminder for me every day so I thank you Denise for the daily ray of hope and I wish everyone would take a moment to find their daily ray of hope because without hope we are lost we uh, will not be up to the challenges that we need to face and be able to turn these things around. So hope is important. Don't forget and don't lose hope because it is through hope that we will make a difference, each of us. Every little thing we do counts. So find something today to do that makes a difference for your life, that brings about a joy and a smile, and uh, it carries with it the thoughts of renewal, regeneration, spring, regrowth, redressing our errors, uh, making up for some of our mistakes, even if it is just being honest with yourself and uh, discovering what it is you can do in your daily life that will make you tread a little lighter and a little easier on this uh, world and our home earth. Uh, we need to find ways to consume less without having to go back and living in a cave. We don't have to give up our technology. Our te technology has done amazing things for us. I happened to watch the movie Life of Pi the other night and the ability to 
take that book, which I read in 1973, and transform it into such a stunning, magnificent film is an astounding feat that we have been able to accomplish. So let's think of the good things we have done and carry those forward. And uh, I would love to hear from you. Please uh, email me or join our blogs and comment on our Facebook. Our My Facebook page puts out news. It's not always good news about what's happening with wildlife in the world. But my hope is that I engage you in understanding that all the other living beings and the losses that we are facing do not need to happen. We will face losses. We will lose uh, species. We will face extinctions. We already are facing extinctions on a daily basis. So that's not news. What is news is that we don't have to lose anymore. And it's simple. All we have to do is turn around the way we live on this planet. Uh, we can consume less. We can talk to each other more. And we can gear up for the challenges that are ahead. It just takes getting up and doing it. So as I said, this is your day, this is your life, and this is our wild world. Take it and run with it as if your life depends on it, because it does, and this is no joke. So until next week, I hope you'll visit our website, www.wildeyes.org. Send me an email at wildize at wildeyes.org. Or uh, join in on the discussions and carry it through. I know a lot of people are shy. They don't want to call in. Or they um, wonder if they should speak up. Well, I'm asking you to speak up. Take that chance. My mentor once told me the only stupid question is the one left unasked. So let's ask questions. Let's find out what we can do. Let's join together. If we can, let's hold hands. But at least let's link our minds and pull it together. It's April Fool's Day, but we are not fools. We can turn this around. So until next week, find out what you can do in our wild world and make a change for our future, our present, our tomorrow, and our future, and our children's children. And for that, I thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Our Wild World with your host, Ellie Weiss, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think about living with wildlife during the coming week and what you can do right now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 